This is the Branches Podcast. We try to keep it simple in this family of faith. Love God and love people. Let's not make it harder than Jesus intended. If you'd like to know more about our community of faith, you can visit us at branchesoc.com. When I was a kid, my mom, my brother, and I moved around a lot, and we'd have to live with other families. And we were in Florida, and we moved in with this one family. We didn't stay there too long, and I'm not exactly sure where it was. It was somewhere in the outskirts of Jacksonville, Florida, but it was, it was out there. We were in the woods. Um, people dressed differently, sounded differently. There were more guns, there was more fishing. And during Christmas time, I remember, because we were there for that brief time during Christmas, they had a gathering at the house. And I think it was like 20, 25 people showed up. And all of a sudden they started singing Christmas songs. Now I'm guessing somewhere between six and eight years old. I'm not exactly sure. But I remember them singing all these songs, traditional Christmas songs. And I knew the melodies, but I didn't know the words. Nobody's handing out music sheets or books. They just knew them. Everyone knew them except for me. I don't remember where my mom and my brother were because I know I felt very alone because I'm looking around and everybody's singing Hark the Herald and I'm, I don't know the words. I just started faking as a kid, just kind of moving my mouth and, and trying to get in a position where nobody would look and notice that I was on the outside of the club. And they were so passionate about this music. Not that everyone was raising their hands or dancing or, I mean, sometimes some people were just going through the motions on a song, but they made it clear, oh, we're gonna sing. It's what we do. And I just, I couldn't relate. I didn't know why it mattered. And then it made me think, even as a kid, why is there so much music? at Christmas. And so as we go through this period of Advent at Branches, we're gonna look at the music of Christmas, but especially apply it to the themes of Advent. Hope, peace, joy, faithfulness, love. But as I was listening to this music and thinking about it for this week, I thought, why why is there so much music? Even now as an older person, why is there so much music at Christmas? And uh, there's a professor of music and I was listening to him discuss this and he said the reason there's music during the holidays is it's like any other celebration. It just doesn't feel right unless there's music there. Think of it, birthdays, Easter, any of these other just important moments. If you're graduating, you, you, you gotta have the sound system there turned up. If there's a wedding, there's music. And then a lot of times the dancing comes along with it. And yet at Christmas time nowadays, I don't think people have that same joy. And they definitely don't have that peace, which is what we're gonna look at right now, that element of peace I think that Zoe Deschanel 
in the movie Elf, she played this character named Jovi. And in it, Will Ferrell, who's Elf, Buddy the Elf, is trying to talk to her. And she just said, basically, just leave me alone. I'm just trying to get through the holidays. That doesn't sound like somebody that's ready to sing or dance or wants to celebrate. And so often, this is a time that's the most difficult for people. But that's not what happened on that first Christmas day. And there's something that happened with the first visitors on that Christmas day that I wanted us to focus on. And, and for the next five or so minutes, I want us to look at that. You see, the first people that were there, the first invitees to the party were the shepherds. And shepherds through the history of Israel before the time of Jesus, there was in the very beginning with the patriarchs, they were celebrated. I mean, Abraham was a shepherd, Isaac, Jacob, Joshua. It was to be honored. But then during the time of the prophets, something happened. Most likely has a lot to do with the time in Egypt because the Egyptians were farmers and the Israelites were nomads. And so you've got farmers versus sheep herders and sheep destroy farms. And so there's this like tension. And so Egyptians were not fans. And so that prejudice probably leaked out and continued on. And then over time, the shepherds were known as the sinners. Um, they probably just bought into the self-fulfilling prophecy that they were hearing around them all the time. And so when we look here at this passage in Luke chapter two, maybe this makes a little more sense why they weren't at peace. Peace, uh, another way to say it is um, if you're playing the game Jenga, you know, with the tower and the blocks that go in, when it's all together, it's complete and it's stable. But if you start pulling pieces out and then you step back and you look at the, game, at the tower, it's incomplete because something's missing. There's a lack of peace. But when all the blocks are put back where they're supposed to go and it's solid and secure and the cornerstones are put where they're supposed to be, then there's peace, there's completeness, there's wholeness. And so there's this element of peace where fear destroys it. We feel incomplete. And so we look here in Luke chapter two, and these shepherds who were despised, who actually weren't even allowed to go to synagogue, which is another way to say they weren't allowed to church. There's so much more we could say about them, but we'll stop there. And so these shepherds are living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. Remember, the angel is coming to announce the birth of Jesus. And the first person, the first people that get the invitation are these shepherds, the despised one. But it said that they were terrified. That word uh, is phobia, but it says mega in front of it. 
In fact, this is the only time I could find it. I've been looking still to find a time when an angelic visit to others created this mega fear. Every time the angels show up, they say, do not be afraid. However, this is the first time that we see it described specifically that when the angels show up, there's a group of people that are absolutely mega fear. Why? And that's what I want us to hear right now. Imagine that you feel as if God has abandoned you, so you abandon God. I'm done with you, God. I'm done with your people. Forget this, Jack. I'm gonna be out in the woods. I'm gonna take care of the sheep. I'm gonna have nothing to do with you. And then God shows up. That will cause mega fear. That's gonna cause them to be terrified. Like, oh no. It's like when you go into a store, if you were to steal and the manager of the store is behind you and shows up, there's mega fear. You know you're doing something you shouldn't be doing, but hey, the owner's never gonna show up, right? What do I have to be afraid of? Or if a, a student takes their cell phone and they're cheating on their test by looking things up and then the teacher walks up. That's what the shepherds felt like. Or if it's like if a, if a man is cheating on his wife and all of a sudden he's on the phone, we're going old school here where two people get on the same line and she picks up the phone and hears everything happening. Or maybe she sees, has your phone and can see the texts. And so these shepherds are now confronted with the reality of what they've decided to become. They've accepted how everyone else has defined them and they've walked away from God. At least how, that's how they're depicted all through the New Testament. And so they were mega terrified. But what does God say to them through the angel? Don't be afraid. Can you imagine the teacher saying that to the student? Can you imagine the spouse saying that to the adulterer? Can you see the manager at the store saying that to the thief? And when you begin to believe it, then the peace of God, everything put back in place where it's supposed to go, happens. This is a time where music is created. It says the shepherds went and went, listened to the angels and then went to go see the coming Messiah to see him face to face. Now they're putting their trust in God and they're heading over to participate. That's why there's music all the time at Christmas because there's a celebration. Because what was lost is now found. What was incomplete can now be complete. And none of our actions, none of who we think we are compares to the grace and love that God has for us. And when they're talking to the shepherds, they say what I want to close with. What I want you to hear, when you hear that Christmas music all around you, when you see the lights, I want you to remember where it came from, why it was created in the first place, so that you can participate during the season, so that you can celebrate. Because you're not on the outside. Not like I felt like a kid, not like the shepherds felt. This whole season is a time where we're being brought in 
everyone, we've all fallen short of the glory of God, but we're all being brought back in. And this is what the angel said to the shepherds that is also said for us. Behold, listen, pay attention. I bring good news of a great joy. What kind of joy? Great joy, mega joy to replace the mega fear. And this great joy that will be for all people, for you and for me. So don't try to get through this season. Listen to the words of God. There's a great joy for all people. God bless.